Hello, everyone. My name is Sherry Rice, and I'm CEO of Access to Healthcare Network. Welcome to our podcast, Access to Health. Our goal is to bring you informative speakers from the healthcare industry to give you information that can help you make your healthcare decisions. Today, we are talking about naturopathic medicine, homeopathic medicine, and acupuncture. And my guest today is Dr. Marsha Lowry, a practicing licensed naturopathic physician. Welcome, Dr. Lowry. Thank you. Thanks for having me Let's on. Let's start with, um, oh, you're so welcome. Let's start with some basics. What is naturopathic medicine? And then we can move into how it differs from homeopathic. Naturopathic medicine is um, a, a primary care specialty with a focus on the whole person. So it's very, it, it's similar in that we're primary care providers, but our approach is a little bit different because we consider all aspects of the person. So mind, body, spirit, um, and our treatment and the way that we treat is a little bit different. Can you explain um the difference in that treatment a little bit. And when we're talking a little bit different, we're talking about different between a naturopathic physician and a medical physician. Yes. So the difference between a naturopath versus an allopathic physician would be um, when treating a patient, uh, treatment is a little bit different because I consider lifestyle um, I spend more time with patients. We talk about diet. We talk about sleep and how all of those affect somebody's health. It's also more of a wellness approach um, versus just treating somebody for their symptoms and for their disease. It's also, uh, it would be more of a preventative medicine. So preventing somebody by uh, preventing them from getting disease by treating them um, treating the whole person. And how does someone become a naturopathic physician? Can you explain a little bit about your schooling? Yes. So I am a licensed naturopathic physician in Hawaii. I went to a four-year accredited school. There's five of them in the United States and two in Canada. It's a four-year medical program. Um, so in addition to uh, a bachelor's degree, then you go on to a four-year med program. Okay. And there, you say there's about five of those in the United States. Yes. Okay. Um, and do you do an internship and a residency? So um, unfortunately, with our uh, degree, we do not have the financial the, the funds available for a residency for every student that graduates. Um, many people choose to do a residency or to join a practice um, where there's some oversight. Uh, but at this time, I think Utah is the only state that requires a residency. Okay. Let's go back to the wellness approach mm -hmm. and preventative uh, a bit, because those are certainly words that we hear all the time. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about a wellness approach, um, what are you looking for in someone? Uh, do you think that a naturopathic physician, or we can talk about your practice, do you spend more time with a patient than, say, a medical doctor that's in a clinic? Yes, I think that's a big difference. Um, an initial visit is always about an hour with my patients. So we're going over 
all of their health history, um, their lifestyle, their uh, what they do for a living, their diet, uh, how their digestive system's working, how they're sleeping, and all of those do affect somebody's health. And um, unfortunately, in a short visit uh, in an allopathic's office, you're not going to be able to go over those things. And so we spend more time with our patients, and therefore, I think we get more to the root of the problem and the underlying issue. Um, I think in the treatment as well, you can't expect um, somebody to change their, let's say, their diet uh, if they don't know how to go grocery shopping. So sometimes we're backing up and, and even going over those basic things, what to buy in the store, how to cook, and resources for those, um, because that does ultimately affect somebody's health. Sure. So one of the things it sounds like that that you're doing and naturopathic physicians do is look at the social indicators uh, for someone also. And I know at Access to Healthcare Network, we are experts in social indicators. And we also do that for many physicians in town because they don't have the staff to do it. So you're sort of combining all in one what may be occurring in two separate uh, areas for a medical physician. Yes. And, and how do you incorporate those social indicators into the wellness that you prescriptions that you write for somebody? Um, okay. So as far as, um, incorporating that into somebody's treatment plan, yes, it's really important to take that into consideration. And yes, as a naturopath, we're doing a lot of those things that end up being referred out to other people just because, Unfortunately, MDs, DOs, they don't have time for that um, in their practice. And I, I take some insurance. Um, I don't take all insurance, but I'm not limited by the amount of time that I spend with somebody based on my insurance re- reimbursement. <clears throat> so if a patient is paying cash at the time of service um, and they're paying for an hour-long visit, so there's more time for that uh, treatment, I uh, Naturopaths, we try to start with the least invasive treatment. So least invasive could mean um, starting with simple lifestyle changes, um, dietary recommendations. Also, when prescribing, if I'm prescribing a medication and which I I can prescribe medications, um, it's not usually my first choice unless it's absolutely necessary. But um, there's a lot of things that I can do and prescribe or things I can work on with the patient before we have to initiate prescribing a medication. Does that answer your question? Yeah, oh, absolutely it does. And it seems like somebody would choose to come to a naturopathic physician who already knew something about naturopathic medicine, that they... That they, either someone has referred them or they've read up on it versus someone just out of the blue going to a naturopathic physician. Have you found that? Yes, and yes, most definitely. And um, unfortunately, sometimes the people that are coming to, coming to me, fortunately and unfortunately, are the people that are already um, health minded, right? They or or they're driven to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, and it's not always accessible and sometimes because of insurance reimbursement to, to really target the people that maybe need it more. Um, but yes, and people finding about finding out about naturopathic medicine, they've been exposed to it usually, um, you know, at some point in their life or they're, they're trying to live a healthy lifestyle. And so they're, they're very familiar with that type of approach. 
And what do we mean by a holistic uh, holistic medicine? So holistic medicine, um, I use interchangeably all the time. Just uh, it would be looking at the whole person. Um, again, how their lifestyle is, their sleep, and considering the whole person. So not um, just oh, you have a digestive tract disorder. We're sending you to a gastroenterologist. I make referrals. But I'm not just uh, splitting the person up into different systems of their body and sending them to a neurologist, sending them to a gastroenterologist. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking all aspects of the person and all their systems into an account when treating them. And, and what is considered Western medicine? Western medicine would be allopathic medicine. So DOs, MDs um, fall under that. Treatment is typically pharmaceutical medications or surgery. It, that's kind of the, the general definition of it. And what about Chinese medicine? Chinese medicine um, is a little bit different than naturopathic medicine, although uh, so there's some overlap. Chinese medicine is thousands of years old. Um, it's based on the idea that there's energy in the body and there's the meridian system and uh the flow of energy gets blocked in different areas of the body, and that's what causes disease. So if they can stimulate that energy, then they can treat that, treat that disease. And is that where we get acupuncture? Yes, and then acupuncture would be using very fine needles uh, in particular points along the meridian system to either stimulate the meridian or bring more energy to the area. Acupuncture seems to have become um, a little more westernized in the last decade, or at least that would be my observation of it. Certainly mm -hmm. in Nevada, insurance companies are covering it more. Uh, physicians are recommending it more. Why mm -hmm. do you think that has occurred? Um, I think there there's a big acceptance of it. Uh, I think there's enough research to show for certain conditions, pain disorders, there's a lot of really good research to show that it does work. Um, there are also MDs that are going and getting, uh, you know, weekend training in medical acupuncture and using it in their practice. They're using it in a different way and they don't have probably the same background as far as the meridian systems and um, the Chinese perspective, but they're using it in a way to perhaps stimulate the nervous system or relaxed muscles, things like that. They're using it in a different way, but they're still using the needles. Uh, typically, they're using the needles in um, maybe different points, uh, but they're using the needles. And so I think there's there's more insurance coverage because there's such good research and it's, in a sense, non-invasive treatment option and there's good outcomes with it. So it sounds like there's a couple of different certifications to get for acupuncture that a physician, um, an MD could go and, and take a course and do it, but an acupuncturist uh, would have done years and years of study. Am I correct on correct. that? Correct. Yes. So acupuncture, there, there's different licenses for acupuncturists. There's licensed um, acupuncturists, there's doctors of oriental medicine, doctors of Chinese medicine, and different states have different licensing requirements. And uh, within that, there's different levels of their degree or their schooling. Uh, there's uh, to be an acupuncturist, I believe, it's a minimum of three years. And then to be uh, 
a doctor of oriental medicine, it's, it's a longer program and you're going to have more Chinese herbs, um, and more, uh, more treatment options outside of acupuncture. So would you say that somebody that wants to make acupuncture a part of their wellness program on a regular basis, um, would be best to go to somebody who's done the full three years minimum and taken the licensing test? Most definitely over, over doing just medical, medical acupuncture. Sometimes it gets called dry needling. Um, yes, I would say go to an acupuncturist because that's what they do. That's that they're the professionals. That's, that's their areas area of expertise. Right. Um, and I know that insurance companies are pay, paying more and more for acupuncture. Are you finding that the insurance companies are acknowledging naturopathic medicine um, also? Um, so so with for naturopaths, it's state-to-state -state licensing. There are 22 states that have licensing and oversight within their state. Um, there's a big difference for in unlicensed states. You have people that can call themselves a naturopath that have zero training and they can say that they're a naturopath it's a very different than a naturopathic physician in a licensed state so nevada does not can an unlicensed oh, go ahead. can an unlicensed naturopath um write prescriptions no they cannot so in an unlicensed state even a even somebody who's gone through an accredited school if they're in an unlicensed state they actually cannot practice their full scope that they've been trained under. They can't write prescriptions. They actually can't even legally do a physical exam and diagnosis. So okay. somebody in an unlicensed state who has gone through an accredited school, they really are very limited in what they can do. Um, it also means in an unlicensed state that anybody could call themselves a, call themselves a naturopath. And it gets really difficult to distinguish between, you know, who has gone through an accredited school versus somebody who's just calling themselves a naturopath or a naturopathic physician or an MD. Um, in a licensed state, insurance reimbursement is state to state. So a section of the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, said if you're licensed in your state, then insurance companies have to reimburse you. I wish that were true. But that's not happening. Um, they're finding ways around it. And um, some states, they're reimbursing, but the reimbursement's pretty poor. So people just don't take the insurance. States like Oregon and Washington, actually, most naturopathic physicians take insurance. It's covered by Medicaid. The VA is now covering naturopathic medicine. Um, so they have really good insurance reimbursement in those states. Hawaii, it's... Um, it's not so great. <laughs> we'll so what about Nevada? Yeah, because that's where we sit is in Nevada. Right. Do they license naturopathic physicians in Nevada? So no, there is not a license for naturopathic physicians in the state of Nevada. They, uh, a couple years ago, were working um, with the on getting a law or getting a license there. Um, I don't think that's really moved forward at this point. Nevada does have the Board of Homeopathy, I believe, and that's a whole separate thing. So in Nevada, if somebody says that they're a naturopathic physician and that's how that they are marketing themselves, they are not licensed 
uh, and therefore we wouldn't know whether they have gone through the schooling. We wouldn't know their level of expertise and they can't write prescriptions. Am I right? Correct. So in Nevada, um, I would recommend looking up who, you know, whoever you're thinking about going to see. And if they have gone through an accredited school, that's going to be on their website. We're proud of our degree. So it's going to be there and you would be able to find that information quickly. If they don't have that, um, my guess is they probably haven't gone through any kind of an accredited school. So a naturopathic physician can put up a shingle even though they aren't licensed and practice in the state of Nevada? They can practice, but they cannot practice in the full scope in which they were trained. So they really cannot diagnose. Legally, I don't think they can do a physical exam. They cannot mm. order labs. They cannot write a prescription. Mm. They can probably counsel, counsel somebody on their health, on their diet, they can probably prescribe herbs, um, but as far as anything that's a regulated prescription um, or requires a prescription, then uh, they would not be able to do that in an unlicensed state. Okay. Good to know. That moves us into homeopathic because in the state of Nevada, you can you can get a license as a homeopathic is it physician or homeopathic provider? So I think Nevada has three, under the board of homeopathy, they have three different licenses available. One is limited for MDs and DOs, and I believe that's a homeopathic physician. And then they have um, an unlicensed complementary alternative healthcare practitioner under that license. And then they have one other one for nurses, PAs, um, and I think they call that an assistant or assistant or something like that. Um, and what that and, and in Nevada, the homeopathy board um, also includes anything that's complementary and alternative medicine. So anything herbal in addition to homeopathy. That's interesting. Um, well, let's talk before we get into why we license homeopathic in the state of Nevada and why we don't do naturopathic. What is homeopathic medicine? So homeopathic medicine um, is, a, it's one treatment option. <laughs> it's, it's a treatment modality that uh, uses, it's called likes, cures, likes. So it's taking a plant or uh, a metal and diluting that down to a level that is almost unrecognizable and then giving that to the person to treat an, an illness or an ailment. And the idea is that if you were to eat that plant in its whole form, then it would probably give you the symptoms that you're experiencing. So that's where we get the likes, cures, likes. It's a little bit esoteric. Um, so <laughs> it's still used in Europe a lot. Yeah, it's used in Europe a lot. Um, and it's, it's usually dispensed in these little pellets and you put those pellets under your tongue and they dissolve and, um, that's how it's administered. And, and the, the homeopathic medicines, are they regulated by the FDA? Who regulates those? Um, they are. Um, just like any vitamin supplement now, the FDA does oversee all that. Okay. Um, 
and homeopathic pharmacies are those usually freestanding facilities or do you need to go to a homeopathic practitioner who then gives you the medicines um so if it's really an obscure one then a homeopathic provider would be the one that would ha maybe have that on hand or they would order that but you can buy most of the remedies in what's called a 30c dose or available at health food stores and there's different dosing which really represents how diluted it is got it so let me ask you, for me, what's the glaring question is, how did homeopathic medicine get licensed in Nevada, but not naturopath? That is a good question. <laughs> I don't know the history to that of how that happens. I do know that uh, my understanding is a couple of years ago when they were trying to pass the, the, the license for uh, naturopathic medicine in the state of Nevada, that the homeopathy board was the one that was really trying to block that. And I don't know enough of that history. Uh, because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, this is circumspect for us, but it certainly is uh, an interesting question mm -hmm. on why homeopathic medicine in the state of Nevada would become licensed. There's only three states in the United States, and we chose mm -hmm. to be one where homeopathic medicine uh, seems to be uh, much more much more restrictive, meaning that it doesn't do everything that naturopathic medicine does. And yet we aren't licensing naturopathic medicine. But if somebody can get licensed in the state of Nevada for homeopathic medicine, they could technically uh, do naturopathic medicine too without the license. Correct. Correct. Is that right? Yeah, and I, and, but I don't think somebody without an MD or a DO degree then could do um, like their complement that the homeopathy board licensing a complementary alternative medicine practitioner. I don't think then they could uh, still, I don't think they could diagnose and treat outside of homeopathy or herbal medicine. Yeah. Got it. But it also sounds like uh, at least for homeopathic and acupuncture that we have made it possible for MDs or DOs to be able to get certification or license to do that within their practice. Can they also get naturopathic certification and do it within their practice? Um, they could. And in an unlicensed state, they could advertise that because there's not a license for naturopathic physicians. So yes, technically, yes, they could. And is there an online course for naturopathic medicine that somebody could take not, not to get their license? We certainly understand that you went through a very rigorous training, but is there a course online someone can take? So yeah, that's, that's the unfortunate thing is that yes, people can do an online course and then call themselves a naturopath with that online training. Correct. Well, let's go through each one of these um, before we uh, close for the day and talk about what you believe is the most important thing to look for if you're looking for that type of practitioner. What about acupuncture? Uh, what is the most important thing to look for when someone is thinking of going to an acupuncturist uh, and actually going to start uh, participating in acupuncture? Um, I think uh, the first thing would be to have a personal referral from somebody uh, to know who you're going to see, probably looking up you know, what their training is and then maybe their area of specialty because there are acupuncturists who specialize in uh, different types of um, treatment or treatment for different types of conditions, I should say. So there's 
definitely acupuncturists that specialize in helping women with fertility. There's ones that specialize in pain. There's also different models of acupuncture. There's um, traditional Chinese medicine. There's uh, classical Chinese medicine. Then there's also a different form of acupuncture, and that's community acupuncture, where it makes it very affordable for people to go more often. But you're being treated in a room with other people. So you may be on a recliner and other people are in that same room being treated at the same time. So you're all just kind of laying there relaxed with the needles in you. But uh, there's other people in the room. So it's not as private. There's not as much consultation in those types of settings. But it makes it more affordable and available to people. So it sounds like get a referral if you can. Look on their website, and we're looking for them to be a licensed acupuncturist. Acupuncturist, yes. Okay. And in Nevada, Nevada has a lot of rules around that, so I don't think there'd be any confusion. If somebody's licensed or advertising as an acupuncturist, they're going to be a licensed acupuncturist in Nevada. Okay. And then also looking at whether insurance covers it. So referral, looking online to make sure that they're licensed and then to see if uh, someone's insurance covers it. Let's move on to homeopathic. If What are we looking for there? If we wanted to look for someone who does homeopathic medicine, uh, again, mm -hmm. a referral is always great, but then when we look on the website, what are we looking for to make sure that person uh, is legitimate? Um, then since Nevada has a licensing board, then you would just look to see, are they licensed under the Board of Homeopathy in the state of Nevada? And um, I think then deciding, well, are you wanting to see an MD, DO, and, or a nurse practitioner, and kind of deciding from there of who you'd want to see. Okay. And, and uh, naturopathic medicine. Again, referral is always great, but what are we looking for? Uh, are we looking for a naturopathic physician or a naturopath? Are those two separate things or are they all one person? So in a licensed state, they're very different. In an unlicensed state like Nevada, you may see both of those terms being used. And I think it's really important to go to that person's website and see if they are have gone through training through an accredited school. There's also um, the AANP, American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, and within there you should be able to find an, an ND like or an ND who's been trained in an accredited school within the state. And even NDs in an unlicensed state may have information available or uh, their listing on AAMP's website. And what is the difference between those two in an unlicensed and a licensed state? Um, so in any licensed state, you're, anybody who's gone through an accredited school is always going to have naturopathic physician. Or, naturopathic. Yeah, okay. and ex with the exception of Arizona, they're naturopathic medical doctors in MD is... So Arizona's its own, they use that term. And naturopath, when is that used? Um, that's typically used for somebody who's either done an online training or is just calling themselves a, natu themselves a naturopath. Got it. Got it. Thanks for clarifying that. So it's naturopathic medicine. Again, referral is great, but we really want to encourage people to get online and make sure that they have gone to an accredited school because then they would be a naturopathic physician. 
Correct. Yes. And I think it's really important. And yes, correct. Um, and it's really important for people to understand that difference and then also understand the importance of why licensing, uh, uh, of why licensing is so important. Um, it's really hard for the public to distinguish between those two or to really understand that there is a big difference in an unlicensed state. And so licensing is key. <laughs> and uh, so I would suggest, you know, if there's another bill that comes up to support that bill and support licensing in the state. Um, once there's a bill, then insure, once there's a license, then insurance can also reimburse. That's uh, good to know for people that are listening that uh, feel that in the state of Nevada, naturopathic medicine should have its own licensing board and that people should be able to practice in Nevada. Right. Well, Dr. Lowry, I want to thank you for being on our show. Um, we've been talking about homeopathic medicine, acupuncture, and of course, naturopathic medicine with Dr. Marsha Lowry. She's a practicing licensed naturopathic physician. Any other um, last words, Dr. Lowry, that you would like to say to the people listening? I don't think so. Thank you for having me on. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs>